0: Chapter Two of The Haunted Hangar by Van Powell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perardi. Chapter Two: Ghosts, Gum, and Gems. For a long minute, Dick, Larry, and Sandy stood in a compact group, feeling rather stunned by the sudden springing of the trap. As they considered the closed hangar, Larry, calm and cool in any emergency, was first to recover. Even if Jeff did want to catch us and demand Ransom to let us go, he remarked quietly, he wasn't outside that rolling door, and I don't think he could pull it down anyhow. No, Dick agreed, seeing no fun in the situation for once. See? There is a motor connected to a big drum, up in the top of the hangar, and the door is counterbalanced so that turning the drum winds up the cable that pulls it up. I suppose the motor reverses to run it down, and what was that sandy's voice was tense and strained they heard the strange hollow sound again seeming to come from the metal wall but impossible to locate at once because of the echo rap tap tap somebody's knocking dick gasped not somebody something corrected sandy the same something that worked the door and shut it gracious to gravy exclaimed larry you don't believe in ghosts do you sandy not really no human hand touched the switch that ran that door down i think it did challenged larry we thought we saw somebody at the back of the hangar that's why we came in i'm going to see where he is what he's doing and why he's trying to fright frighten us he broke his sentence in the middle of a word because the queer knocking repeated itself but with quick presence of mind, he completed his phrase to steady Sandy, whose face was growing drawn with dismay. Larry took a swift, sharp look around the enclosure. There's a big clothes can for waste and oily rags, he commented, but anyone would suffocate who'd hidden that. Well, there's a clothes cupboard in the back corner, Dick said. Let's look in that, you and I. Sandy, you stay back and keep watch. Dick, quick to see, larry's attitude toward sandy wanted to have a dependable chum at his side as he investigated while he hoped to give sandy more confidence by leaving him in the lighted part of the building under the smudged dusty skylight come on agreed larry with dick he walked boldly enough to the built-in wooden cupboard protected from dust by a heavy burlap hanging throwing the curtain aside sharply both youths peered in nothing but old overalls and some tools on the floor dick commented it's peculiar larry said doubtfully nobody here but a new idea struck him quietly he gestured toward the amphibian old uncared for looking almost ready to fall apart its doped wings stained with mold its pontoons looking as if the fabric was rotting on them dick instantly catching larry's notion went to the forward seat while larry took the second compartment behind the big fuel tank nobody here he reported and investigated by climbing in the vacant part of the fuselage toward the tail this place is empty too dick agreed where could-oh sandy almost screamed the word as the dull hollow knocks came again larry leapt from the step. "'sent his sharp gaze rapidly around the enclosure "'and, of a sudden, gripped Dick's arm so tightly "'that the plump youth winced and grew chilly with apprehension. "'At once he saw Larry's amazed, relieved expression "'and followed the older comrade's eyes. "'With an instant return of his old, amused self, "'he threw back his head and let out a deep howl of delight. "'Oh! (laughs) Oh, my!' (laughs) what's the matter with you demanded sandy have you gone silly oh ha <laughs> suspicious sandy <laughs> larry explained you got us all worked up and worried he told sandy with your suspicions and all the time ha <laughs> all the t- time we were like mice racing around a treadmill dick had to speak between chuckles all the time we ran around in circles so fast we didn't see the end of the cage suspicious sandy thinking we would be trapped and held for ransom oh golly me look around you sandy sandy looked his face slowly changed gradually became red oh his voice was sheepish "'You mean the switch for the motor over by that small metal door they use "'when they don't want to run up the big one?' "'That runs the motor,' Larry agreed. "'The cable must have slipped on the drum and let the door go down.' "'But,' Sandy clung obstinately to his theories, "'why did Jeff pick this haunted place and cut the ignition? "'And why was the door up in the first place?' "'What do we care?' Dick chuckled. Another thing, if the electric current is off and the motor doesn't work, look at that small hinged door. Do you see that knob of the spring lock is on our side? He broke out in a fresh cackle of laughter. But those wraps! For a reply, Larry strode over to the metal door set in the wall for use when anyone chose to enter or leave the hangar throwing it open he faced jeff took you long enough to answer grumbled jeff what made you pull with that door and shut yourselves in what made you cut the ignition snapped sandy working on the idea he had read in so many detective stories that a surprise attack often caused a person to be so startled as to reveal facts larry and dick turned their eyes to jeff the older pilot staring at his accuser for an instant as though hesitating about some sharp response suddenly began to chuckle that there's one on me he admitted you must have mighty quick eyes i don't miss much sandy said meaningly none of us do dick caught the spirit of sandy's accusing manner i know you've been here before too there are lots of chunks of old chewing gum stuck around in that front compartment of the amphibian and someone has been working on it too i saw the signs chewing gum jeff was startled swiftly he strode across the dimly sunlit floor got into the forward step peered into the cockpit that there certainly is queer he commented you're right gum is stuck every place wads of it and you chew gum snapped sandy unwilling to be left out of the suddenly developing third degree he had begun jeff made a further inspection touched a bit of the dried gum curiously stepped down and stood with a thoughtful face for a moment presently he walked to an old soapbox holding metal odds and ends washers bolts and so on this he upended he sat down his lean jaws working as he chewed his own gum slowly around him like three detectives watching the effect of a surprise accusation stood the chums presently Jeff looked up at them. "'Looks bad, this here, don't it?' he grinned. Dick, Larry, and Sandy were silent. "'I guess I'd better explain,' Jeff decided. I didn't think you was so suspicious and quick, or I'd have done different.' "'You can't trap us,' challenged Sandy. "'Trap you? Well, didn't you make friends with us and let us work on your crate and help get passengers that you never took up?' didn't you say you'd give us a joy ride, then come straight here cut out your ignition and make believe you had a dead stick land and then try to get us into this haunted hangar sandy ran out of breath and stopped i do think you ought to explain larry said quietly yes i did all that and i guess i will explain i meant to anyhow or i wouldn't have brought you here they waited neither convinced nor satisfied fixing accusing eyes on sandy jeff spoke i never dreamed you'd be suspicious of me i made friends with you all and tried you out to be sure you were dependable and honest and all that and i did bring you to this place because it is so far from telephones and railroads but i didn't think you'd get the wrong idea i only wanted you in a place it would take time to get away from if you refused to help me help you help you with what speaking seriously jeff replied to larry's challenge help me save the most valuable set of emeralds in the world from being destroyed chapter two